What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Damo, your WWE correspondent for Trackstar Sports, coming at you once again with the latest and greatest in the WWE. So, first and foremost, uh, the thing I want to bring up first in this week's episode, um, if you were listening to uh, the Trackstar Sports anchor station before, you should have heard a segment which was the audio of Goldberg's 90-second match at Survivor Series last year with Brock Lesnar. Um, why did I post that audio? Because today is the legend's birthday. So happy birthday to Bill Goldberg. So I'm going to post a um, couple of other clips of classic matches from the one, the only Goldberg. That's my dude. Um, One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, I literally turned into a kid again when he made his return to the WWE. Um, even though I wasn't a kid <laughs> when he uh, made his first run, um, I was about I was in my twenties. But uh, but just that um, the nostalgia of him coming back, um, them really trying to do him right uh, in his comeback was very appreciated. Um, considering the way things ended before. Um, I like that they brought him back. He got that, that title run in, even though it was short. Um, I didn't expect it to be long, but at the same time, me being a big fan, kind of wanted it to be long. But um, at the same time, uh, objectively speaking, I'm glad it wasn't. Um, but I feel like they sent him off right. Um, if you haven't seen it, if you subscribe to the WWE Network, uh, check out the documentary uh, WWE 24-7 Goldberg. Um, it's a documentary covering his, uh, his return and his, the end of his, uh, second run in the WWE. Um, it was a great documentary. Um, I said, I felt like they, they did everything right to kind of, uh, send him off correctly and to, and to kind of correct, uh, the mistake of how things ended when he left. Uh, 12 or 13 years ago um, I feel like they did him right so again uh, happy birthday to Bill Goldberg the master of the spear <laughs> and the jackhammer um, but yeah I just wanted to shout him out on that uh, I'm gonna, like I said I'm going to post uh, some more segments they'll, they'll be shorter because most of his matches weren't very long even the Brock Lesnar match wasn't that long the uh the entrances for the first uh or the returning Brock Lesnar match were longer than the match itself his entrance was longer Brock's was longer everything everything that took place before the match was longer than the match itself but um it was phenomenal um that's a a moment I'll definitely enjoy over and over again um yeah oh, too bad I didn't get a chance to go see him uh, live and in person uh, while he was still wrestling, but I'm glad my boy made it in. So uh, that's it for this first segment of which I didn't give my introduction. Listen here, Chico. 
Chico, this is your boy Demo. Eh? Eh? This is your boy Demo with the Outsider's Edge, man. It's the Outsider's Edge here on Trackstar Sports Anchor Channel, man. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in the WWE, man. So, yeah. <laughs> Again, that's why I got all because we are the Outsider's Edge. This is your boy Demo. So, stay tuned for the next segment. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Damo, your WWE correspondent for Trackstar Sports, back again with the Outsider's Edge. And I've got to do this in the last segment, so I'm going to do it now. Hey, everybody, it's Wednesday, I know, but hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Everybody, Merry Christmas. Um, I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas. Um, hope you ate a lot of food. Hope you... Um, got some gifts you wanted i hope you had uh great fun with family and friends some good laughs um and i hope you at some point in time thank god for jesus because he is the reason for the season thank god for jesus thank god for coming and coming to redeem us from our sins okay i ain't preaching i'm just saying jesus is the reason for the season but even still, Merry Christmas. Oh, y'all had a wonderful Christmas. And once again, I want to shout out the homie Goldberg. Happy birthday, sir. Um, that man's in better shape than like some people in their 20s and 30s. And this dude is 50. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, the happenings on Monday Night Raw. At one thing in particular, which would be the Raw Tag Team titles. The Raw Tag Team titles have officially changed hands. They were held by The Bar for some weeks, and The Bar being uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. They were, they held the titles for a minute. Um, uh, Just to backtrack a little bit, um, currently in contention was the team of The Shield, uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, but in a tag team uh, title match last week, uh, Dean Ambrose hurt his right elbow in a match with Seth Rollins against the bar. And the update right now is that Dean Ambrose is going to be out of commission somewhere between six to nine months. So that leaves Seth kind of partnerless because, um, you know, Roman Reigns has this thing going on with the Intercontinental title and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, so Kurt Angle teamed Seth Rollins up with his son, Jason Jordan. And I didn't think they would win this match. But lo and behold, Jason Jordan comes out in the clutch and wins this match for them. And now Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins are the new tag team champions. Um, and then um, as a sidebar because Seth Rollins was really trying to get at Samoa Joe which is how he ended up in this match um, Roman Reigns in his uh, intercontinental title match against uh, Samoa Joe uh, injured Samoa Joe's right shoulder and arm um, he was really trying to get back at Joe for in, for the whole Dean Ambrose thing even though the Dean Ambrose injury was really Seth Rollins fault but Samoa Joe's had a lot of influence in what's been going on in those tag team matches. And um, so, 
Yeah, so he goes at Samoa Joe. He ends up getting disqualified from the match. That's Roman Reigns gets disqualified. And uh, and he unleashed. <laughs> uh, he went over the edge. He starts beating down Samoa Joe. Hits him with a couple of Superman punches. Um, hits him uh, after throwing him in the, into the post twice, which started the injury. Um, he hits him in the right shoulder with the steel steps. He goes to try to hit his arm with the steel chair, but luckily... Either Joe moved really quick or the referee saved him. But, um, yeah, so that's taking Joe out of commission. But, again, now you have new tag team champions with the team of Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Go figure. I think this is their way of trying to push Jason Jordan over to get people to like him again. Um, But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, what do you guys think? How long is this title ring going to last? I I personally don't really see it lasting a long time. Um, But you never know. I mean, like I said, Dean Ambrose is out six to nine months, but, um, but yeah, so I don't know. You guys call it. Let me know what you think. This is your boy, Damo with the outsider's edge. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Damo back again with the outsider's edge on track star sports anchor.fm. Um, so in the same vein, uh, dealing with tag teams, because, uh, like I said in the last segment, uh, the team of Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw defeated Sheamus uh, and Cesaro uh, for the titles, and now they're the new tag team champs there. Um, currently, the tag team champs on uh, SmackDown Live are the Usos. They're wrecking it. They're on some day one-ish. <laughs> um, you know, putting people in the uh, Uso Asylum but um, but yeah um, so their next opponents um, and this is official as of uh, Tuesday night or last night uh, there was a triple threat match to decide who would be the number one contenders for the Smackdown Live tag team titles um, that match was won by the team of Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin um, who look really, really good in the ring. Um, uh, Shelton Benjamin, I remember him from back in the day. That dude's not aging. <laughs> he's just not. I'm like, what is juice is he drinking? Like, he's just not aging at all. And, um, yeah, him and Chad Gable are, um, are doing their thing over on SmackDown Live, and I, I've said this before that I feel like SmackDown Live has has the tag team division on lock. I feel like they have the better tag teams um, than Raw. Not that the teams on Raw aren't good. I just feel like the majority of the good tag teams on the roster went to SmackDown Live. But I figure each show's got to have some advantage. I feel like Raw. Raw has the singles division, has the better overall roster on the single side, singles division side. SmackDowns is good, just a few notches back, just because of the way the brand uh, switches. Um, but you know, like now, like John Cena's back on Raw, uh, but you know, we'll see what happens with their singles division. Uh, like I said, not, not that it's bad. I mean, they have AJ Styles, who is, I mean, you know, excuse the pun, but he's the phenomenal one. But, um, again, speaking of tag teams, 
Uh, also over there on SmackDown Live in the tag team division, you have the Bludgeon Brothers. Lou Harper and Eric Rowan. Um, uh, they're wrecking things. I feel like they're the they're like the tag team version of Braun Strowman. Even though, being that they came from the Wyatt family, just like Braun Strowman did. But uh, what I mean is, like, uh, for a while, Braun Strowman was wrestling dudes who you knew couldn't beat him. I mean, for a minute, he was wrestling guys who were like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and lucky if they were 200 pounds soaking wet. And it's like, come on, man, this dude is 6'8", 385 pounds. <laughs> like, why are you putting him in here with dudes where he's almost twice their weight and he's got like a foot in height over them? Like, what, is, what are y'all doing? And it's like, yeah, I know he's big, I know he's strong, but to me, this doesn't prove it. <laughs> And I feel like that's what they're kind of doing with the Bludgeon Brothers to kind of get the ball rolling with them. Even though they kind of had a little bit of a following, I think they're just trying to get some more momentum behind them. Um, but Tuesday night, they uh, <laughs> they beat the mess out of the fashion police. Uh, <laughs> it just wasn't even funny. But now I think they're trying to give them some competition, give them some real competition. Um in the tag team division but I mean I don't know are they for real like I, I don't know do I see them winning titles anytime in the near future like in the next like year or two I don't know but they're definitely going to kick some butt while they're there though um yeah they're definitely going to do that even if they don't win any titles if nothing else they'll be known for just beating people up because <laughs> that's just what they do like that's their style of wrestling they just beat you up um, yeah, there's no kind of technical savvy technique to what they do at all. They just beat everybody up. So that's my spill on the Bludgeon Brothers. You're in the field with Trackstar Sports and your boy Demo outside his edge. What's going on, everybody? We are back again with the Outsiders Edge. This is your boy Demo, your WWE correspondent. Track Star Sports bringing you the latest and greatest here on Anchor. Um, that is for the WWE, but um, yeah, so uh, the next thing I want to bring up is we have on SmackDown Live uh, the U.S. title tournament. Um, now, last week uh, it was announced, and I talked about the fact that Dolph Ziggler has apparently vacated the U.S. title after he just won it at Clash of Champions. Um, basically, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler gave the spill about feeling unappreciated. Uh, he went down this whole... Uh, he went down basically his whole resume of the titles he's won over the last 12 or so years and uh, how this was his second time winning the U.S. title. But he basically feels like, hey, it's not worth it. Um, you guys aren't worthy of me. He vacates the title. So Daniel Bryant this week uh, announces that he, uh, because apparently Dolph Ziggler has just went ghost on everybody, uh, he's going to have a tournament to determine who will be the next uh, United States champion on uh, SmackDown Live. So, 
uh, that tournament started Tuesday uh, with two matches. Um, the first was Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Baron Corbin, by the way, is the uh, most recent former United States champion. He's got a bit of a gripe because he feels like he should just been put in the spot because he never got his rematch to uh, to get try to get the title back in the first place. So he feels like he should already be in the number one spot, being that he's uh, he was the champ right before, or he's the one that Dolph Ziggler beat to win the title. It was a triple threat match, but he was the champ in the triple threat match. So he feels like he should be in that first place uh, automatically. I said because he didn't, he never got his rematch to try to get the title back. You know that stipulation they put in everybody's contract that the champ loses the title he automatically has built in a rematch to try to get the title back so he didn't get that so he's a little upset but he's in this tournament uh he faces bobby rude um surprisingly he loses to the glorious one amen hallelujah <laughs> those of you who are familiar with bobby rude um yeah he loses to bobby rude in this tournament um then so bobby Roode uh moves on the next match uh in the tournament was uh jinder mahal versus ty dillinger um the match was better than i thought now not a great great match um i'm well for me me personally i'm not a big fan of either wrestler anyway um i think uh jinder mahal is interesting just because of the whole storyline they do with him and with the the modern day Maharaja and all that stuff. I think that's kinda interesting. I think it's his little it's his little gimmick and it works. Um but yeah, Todd Dillinger, I think the perfect ten thing is really cheesy. Um <laughs> but uh Jinder Mahal defeats Todd Dillinger. So um I'm not exactly sure how the brackets are working out, but if it's uh working out the way they had it set up on uh Tuesday then I guess uh, Jinder Mahal will be facing Bobby Roode next in this tournament. And there'll be two other matches. And I'm sure those will take place next week on SmackDown Live to get us closer to who will be the uh, next United States champion. Because uh, there's supposed to be a total of eight wrestlers in the tournament. Um, so, yeah, so... That's the latest on the U.S. title tournament. This is your boy Damo, Trackstar Sports, with the Outsider's Edge. What's going on, everybody? We're back at it again with the Outsider's Edge. This is your boy, Dame O, with your WWE correspondent for Trackstar Sports here on Anchor.fm. <clears throat> so, uh, my last uh, and final piece for the night. Uh, still on uh, SmackDown Live. And I'll probably go back and forth. Um, between what I feel like are the hottest topics um, to try to keep a balance between the two. I don't want to just talk all Raw or talk all SmackDown. But whatever I feel like has the, the hottest stuff going on or 
that may be one one show over the other. But um, uh, my last and final piece uh, is the building tension between Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. Now, we know uh, they had a build up with the whole ordeal with Shane wanting to fire Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. He put them in a tag team match at Clash of Champions against uh, Sinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton. If they lost the match, they were fired. Shane inserted himself as a special guest referee, which everybody could smell he's going to screw them and get them fired. And in case you all forgot or don't know, why did he want to get them fired? Because at uh, Survivor Series... Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were uh, responsible for the SmackDown roster losing at Survivor Series intentionally. <laughs> so Shane McMahon has had it out for them. He's constantly been trying to get them fired. Now that's causing some tension between him and Daniel Bryan. Now that came to a head in this tag team match because, like I said, Shane inserted himself as special guest referee. Then Daniel Bryan inserted himself as a special guest referee. So you got two referees who are on, who are beefing about what should be done, how it should be done. So Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens end up winning the match because Daniel Bryan does a quick count to ensure that they win the match. Shane picked, Shane caught that. They confront each other on SmackDown Live. It appears to be cool. Shane says he trusts Daniel. But now you can see that every decision Daniel makes, Shane confronts him with an air of, I don't know why you did this. Why, what was your reasoning behind this? Daniel explains it. And he's like, okay, I get it. Okay. But there's this awkward silence like... I'm building the case and I'm going to get you. <laughs> so I'm wondering, uh, I've been hearing um, some rumblings of Daniel Bryan possibly making a return to the ring. So I'm wondering, are they building up to Shane and Daniel Bryan possibly wrestling each other for whatever stakes they put up? Um, I, I've also uh, heard that Daniel Bryan has been cleared by doctors to wrestle again. So I don't know. Is he coming back? I mean, my understanding was is that he just wasn't medically cleared, cleared to wrestle. So I'm wondering, is Daniel Bryan coming back? You know, is he going to make a return? Is it going to be not like a permanent return where he's wrestling every week, but like a Kurt Angle, Goldberg kind of thing where, um, you know, he comes back just for like a match and that's it. <laughs> you know, it's not a thing where he's going to be there all the time. I don't know. Um, I don't know. You tell me what you guys think. Also, um, just real quick before I wrap up, I'm really excited about the Rumble, the build up for the triple threat match for the Universal title. Brock versus Braun versus Kane. Yeah, I, I can't wait till January 28th. Uh, I think the Royal Rumble is going to be awesome. It's going to be a great kickoff. Uh, to the year for WWE. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Um, the coming weeks over over Raw and SmackDown, I think, are going to have some great build up to that pay-per-view. So, this is your boy Damo with Trackstar Sports. This is the Outsider's Edge. Once again, everybody, Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. 
and you'll keep hearing from us. Make sure you follow us on social media at Debate Fuel on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and Trackstar Sports on Facebook, Trackstars underscore sports on Instagram. This is your boy Damo, Outsiders Edge. I'm out.